Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, Lit, Lit Gaming, Gaming, Arena, Arena, Arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus, and I'm joined, as always, by Shitty Justin. Hey, Back it's again. me. Shitty, shitty as Justin. Last time, shitty is the time before. <laughs> Double shitty. <laughs> Double um, extra shit. And I'm your host as usual, Cylon Marcus. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cylon that joke Marcus. is continuing. I'm still a Cylon. The whole um, week. Let's get to it. All right. Well, welcome to episode 72 of the LGA cast. Yeah, 72. And, uh, you know, we're in the middle of the game feel famine again. Once again, it's been like a month since I've seen game feel in the stores. Just there's just nothing out there. So, you know what? This episode uh, is sponsored by our backup sponsor, Monster. Which I don't know what Marcus is drinking over there, but I got Monster over here. Oh, Cylon juice. Oh, great. That's fantastic. Also known as oil. <laughs> I didn't know oil came in pop cans. Yeah. Just crack them open. That was just... me just pulling the lid off it like it's a paint can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got this tub of oil and I just popped the cap off with my Cylon arm and I'm just drinking this 55 gallon barrel of oil. Of it's mon. It, it's Cylon juice. Technically, it's monster, but because it turns me into a monster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is, as always, uh, the the new tagline of the show is: "It's the best gaming podcast that no one listens to." Oh, it's the best gaming podcast for Cylon. That too. Well, I mean, new, I mean, Cylons don't line. have they don't have they don't have ears, so they can't listen to it anyway. Cylons don't have ears. <laughs> Good God! They're robots. They they consume it electronically. What? <laughs> they read the ones and zeros. I don't like any of what you just said. <laughs> See what what you think is ears is actually just interpretation of ones and zero. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you uh, if you if you like the show, make sure to leave us a review. Uh, and also, I want to say up at the top that we are looking for more emails. We got our first email the other week. We want more, so send those emails. Your, you send your questions or comments or whatever to social at lga.gg. We will read your questions on the show. Um, but I think it's time that we get to the main part of the show, the part where we talk about what we've been doing this week. Marcus, what what have you what have you been up to? Oh, you know the same shit as I've always been up to. <laughs> so <laughs> day in day out, the same shit. So I took time off work last week to hopefully, like, just some personal time. So, you know, just uh, relax, maybe play some games. Uh, and that didn't exactly pan out as you could imagine. It's always like that. Isn't it always like that when you take days off? They just get yeah. fucked for some inexplicable like, reason. Oh, great. Now I got to do a bunch of shit. Now I didn't relax at all. Yeah, I basically might as well not have had the days off. Uh, part of that due to uh, re-recording the podcast a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that well, we went, really, we went really late on Thursday, too. So we had to like record the actual second podcast and the then next day. And re-record the first podcast. Yep. 
which yeah, is I got fucked. super uh, lame. So super that, lame. I mean, so both those days, because podcast always takes up a bunch of time, and then podcast again took up my Friday uh, <laughs> that I took off. Um, and that's not all. So, you know, the whole weekend, I was like, Ghost of Tsushima, that's going to be my weekend. Yeah. Yeah, my PlayStation got fucked on Sunday. Oh, fuck, no. So, yeah, it just... Um, not specifically, I guess, my PlayStation, but Ghost of Tsushima just wouldn't launch. It would get stuck in the splash screen. Wouldn't even make oh, it to the fuck. start screen. And so, you know, you're faced with the complications of, uh, you know, what to do in this situation. And I should have just gone with my gut and deleted the game and reinstalled it. Like, yeah. But, you know, you just don't want to do that because it's going to take fucking forever. So, you know, I'm reading online what I could do and people recommended, oh, like, if a game's having troubles booting, go into safe mode and uh, you can rebuild the... Uh, what is it called? You can rebuild the database, which doesn't delete any data or anything. Um, so they said. I'll get into that. <laughs> but yeah, so I do that. This took hours. Like, oh that took a fuck ton of time. And then it gets worse. So then I do that. Game still won't launch, but it gets worse. So it doesn't, while it does not delete your save data or anything, I'm running off an external drive and I had all my shit sorted into folders. It deleted all my folders. And then repopulating oh, from the external hard drive took for fucking ever since I have like 300 plus games installed. Yeah. So that took like two, three hours. And then I had just had ended up the game still wouldn't launch. So I had to delete it and just re download it and install it, which I guess was good because that took so long that I had time to remake new folders. Um, <laughs> that sounds horrible. So yeah, I basically I wanted to play and it was about noon when I wanted to start and I didn't get to play till like 6.30. Oh my god. So that ate up like my entire Sunday. I, I did play a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I played a bit and I had fun but then it's just like I was real burned by just that shit that I kind of didn't right. want to even look at my PlayStation for a bit. <laughs> you, you disappointed me on this day. Yeah, so that yeah, that shit's shitty. frustrating. Yeah, and I'm so I'm still not through fucking Ghost. Um, I'm still in the first act. Granted, that sounds like I'm not really far, but there's only three acts in the game, and I'm basically at the end of the first act. I've already got oh, the okay. grapple hook, which is like the last thing you get in Act One is you get the grapple hook, and then you go do the main mission that closes that act. But I just haven't done it yet. Um, so you're basically like just under two or one third of the way through. Yeah, but I I've cleared that entire first map. There's like, uh, okay. I think there's two shrines that I haven't done because you needed the grapple hook. And I just like, I just got the grapple, grapple hook and cleared some other stuff. And then I have those where I can teleport nearby and go do them. Cause when you, when you do just about anything that becomes a location you can teleport to. So if you've done one of the, uh, Fox dens, which leads you to an Inari shrine, you can teleport back to the Inari shrine or like if you find a town or something or clear out a Mongol camp. You can teleport there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really, I still like that game a lot. Um, it's not, it, it's kind of like Spider-Man um, in many ways that I'm like, it's like junk food a bit, you know, like, it, yeah. like I, my word is always that it's pulp. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, people really love Spider-Man and I think people will really love this game, but I don't think it's by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's not pushing any bounds. It's an extremely gorgeous game, but it just didn't do anything specifically super unique or anything. It's the combat for me is fun. I know some people have said it's kind of shitty, but 
I don't know, I, I enjoy just switching the stances and that each stance is strong against a certain thing. So it's like, oh, this stance is good against shield user. So, you know, anytime I encounter a shield user, I switch to that stance. I bop their shield out of the way and then I just kill them real quick. But I mean, yeah. like that's kind of entertaining if you're just going that route. But the stealth stuff's cool too. Like you can still, you know, throw kunai knives, throw smoke bombs. Like you're just a murder machine and you become <laughs> that pretty fucking quick. But I don't know. That stuff's fun to me. And the The boss fights are still kind of like a bit more challenging. And that's to say uh, you can't just mash through the bosses, at least at least where I am, because you can't in a regular fight. You can use like kunai nice or like cheap tactics. But in the boss fights, you can't do any of that. It's just like a straight up sword fight. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, I'm just not as uh, adept at not using cheap tactics at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um not like they're too hard or anything like the whole game is pretty easy aside from when you very first start you're probably going to die a lot but that doesn't really matter because you load in so quick i think i've talked about that before the load times of this game are like so quick it's insane uh but yeah it's uh that game's good it like it's it's one of it's one of those things where it sucks to say but it is like it is one of my favorite games of the this year so far but I don't think it's like anything <laughs> super special either. We've also just had a lack of things this yeah. year, it, which was right weird now, because I mean, there's yeah, it, there's stuff coming and there there were a lot of there, there were good games and there still are good games to come. I mean, there's still obviously like Halo Infinite, uh, Cyberpunk, and there's yeah. a new Assassin's Creed. There's there's all kinds of shit to look forward to still. It's just crazy but, to think that how much how many, how many games we were we were supposed to get in February and March, and now a lot of those are like the end of the year or even into next year. Yeah, and I mean, Nintendo's been like real mum on all their shit too, so we don't even we don't. Yeah, even they're like, they yeah, it's the year of Mario, and now like no Mario, not really. Where are those Mario? Yeah, yeah, like we got the new Paper Mario and and then then we got the Giga Hack. And that's that's it. So I had a discussion with my friend speaking of the late great Mario. Um until <laughs> <laughs> his games get announced. He seems to not think that Super Mario 3D World is part of like the greater Okay, let me just parse this out. This started with a question, a real general question of, do I think there will be a Mario Odyssey 2? And basically my answer is, if there is another Mario made by that specific team on the Switch, it will be Mario Odyssey 2. And here's yeah. why. They parse out a single Mario game per console cycle. It's mm -hmm. been this way forever. And that's when I, so I laid this out for my friend. I was like, Mario 64 is the only Mario on the 64, like yep. made by that specific team. It's like, I'm not GameCube, saying it was sunshine, sunshine. Then you have galaxy, but that's where it got weird. Cause they had galaxy one and two, but for yep. the Wii. But once again, that means there's just galaxy was the yep. Mario for the Wii. And then the Wii U was 3d world. And then now we yep. have odyssey, which is the switch one. So if they make another Mario, like if that team, yeah, that specific like team makes Mario. Mario, it will be that. And that's when he got, he was like, well, Mario 3D World isn't a 3D Mario. And I was like, well, what is it? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not like, a Mario game. I don't know. He he suggested it falls more in line with the 2D Marios. And I'm like, what are you smoking, dude? 
It's like it doesn't matter. It's a mainline like, Mario. Yeah, and I'm like, it does have an isometric camera, and but it has to. It has to have fixed camera angles due to the fact that it's four player. Like, what other was Mario sixty four four player? No. Was Sunshine four player? No. Was like Galaxy four player? No. And then he was like, well, and this became like just a. He doesn't know what he's talking about on this part of it, but he said. Well, in that game, you, you it has like an overworld and like levels you select. And I was like, so does Galaxy. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, technically, yeah. Mario 64 is a hub world like the castle just serves as that. <laughs> it's, but I was like, Odyssey also functions the same way that it's like it's a level you go into. It's just the level's really big. This is the level's a very large level. It's what, you, what Odyssey is probably the closest you get to uh, sixty Mario sixty four, but yeah, I was just like I don't I know you're I just felt he was being very dismissive of three D world and I was like I don't and then he was like and then he just said it's it's its own thing and I was like that's weird to silo it off to basically be like there's these two D Mario games like the new Super Mario Bros, yeah then there's three D Mario as he said which would be your Odysseys your sixty four and Sunshine and Galaxy. And then there's 3D World uh, siloed off in its own fucking. (laughs) I'm like, why? If there was other games in that, like, aside from there's 3D Land and 3D World, which are the only ones in that style. Uh But I was like, you can't just silo it into two games. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't. No. Well, then he also went on to suggest that uh, New Super Mario Bros. is mainline. And I was like, those are different teams, though. Those aren't. Like, that's not your big new Super Mario Bros has never been your like premier Mario game. Like your no, big, yeah, your primo release Mario game. It's <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, look, it's old school Super Mario Brothers, but it's like kind of it's it's 3D style. Yeah, that 2.5D plus they got, yeah. you know, they're doing that old thing of they reinvent it by adding usually a new power up or two. Yeah, um, like how they added like the penguin suits or the propeller hats or, you know, squirrel Mario or whatever it might be mm-hmm. um, to change up the formula a little bit. And usually the whole game kind of hinges around whatever new bullshit power up they've come up with. Uh, but which I mean, th- those games are good. Like, th- I'm not saying those games are bad, but they're just like they're that's for really line. jaded Mario people at the end of the day. Yeah. It, it where obviously the innovation in the Mario franchise is going to be in your 64 sunshine galaxy odyssey and 3d world but it's the way see i guess a, a better way i could have showed him is that like and i mean maybe this wouldn't have even been good to say but it's like mario odyssey is a sole successor like you could have you might as well just call mario odyssey mario 64 2 or mario 64 3 i guess because yeah sunshine was pretty direct as well but but then like as odyssey is to mario 64 mario 3d world is to mario brothers 2 like it is kind of the weird one in the bunch and they did add it was like the first time in a really long time that it was like here's peach and she's got her hover luigi does his little waggly like long jump and he's kind of slippery mario is you know he's the obviously the template that everybody else is kind of based on and then like toad he's short and fast like they they just use the mario yeah. brothers 2 thing so yeah at least uh, i'm Obviously, that's tangential, but I just that's 
I just wanted to lay out, I guess, here that it's like, if there is another Mario, quote unquote, on Switch, it's probably going to be Odyssey 2. Like, yeah, but who knows if there's a Switch 2, then that's going to be something different. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, who knows if we'll get that or not? Obviously, Galaxy is kind of the odd one in that regard to be like the Wii had Galaxy 1 and 2 and no other Mario has really gotten a follow up like that. Uh, But anyway, uh, speaking of the Mario, I'm still on the uh, Paper Mario train, but I did finally check out Origami King, the the Origami King. That game's good. Um, It's different. It's it's not. Don't hear me say it's good and then rush out and buy a copy and expect it to be uh, the the follow up to Thousand Year Door that people want it to be. It's not that it's kind of it's you know, it's kind of like a. I feel it's a polymer of like odds and ends of what they've been doing for the last decade of like paper Mario. Yeah. It's, it's got, you know, it's still got the rhythmic combat sort of, but they do this weird new thing where you're like, you're at the center of a dartboard and then it has the enemies will spawn around you, but you have to rotate them. So it's like a puzzle. So you have to lump them up, either put them in a line or clump them in a clump of four, uh, that that well uh, like a block of like two and two next to each other but yeah you'll want to do that and so you do that by rotating or sliding and usually you'll have two or three moves yeah to to line them up and you have about i think 40 seconds or 30 seconds to do so so unfortunately if you can't really if you're not really good at thinking fast it's probably not great and there's some times where you know it, it throws some doozies at you where I'm, you know, it throws ones at me where I'm just like, am I just not like, am I too stupid to just view, like see this pattern? And it takes me a while. And, uh, but then what happens is, is after you solve, like, you know, you'll, you can buy extra time to attack and this game just throws fucking coins at you left and right. Like you're going to get bags within the first five seconds of this game that are thousand coin bags. And just for doing a single fight, you'll get like 300, 400 coins. Like the economy in that world is like it is like the uh, German mark during post World War Two. <laughs> it's just the coin is not doing great in the Mario universe. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, the combat. I, I kind of like the puzzle element because it, it, it pressures you to kind of think fast, and that adds like this extra layer because the whole rhythmic combat is played out. It's not really like it's not super entertaining anymore. So the adding this puzzle element to it kind of makes it feel less monotonous. I'm sure eventually it sounds like it'll, it'll wear on you. But then the uh, the boss fights are like that in reverse. So the boss is at the center of the bullseye and you're on the outside of the ring. And in inside the rings, um, they'll have like little pads that will be like either direction arrows or coins or chest or uh, sometimes notes on how to help you defeat the boss. Um, and you'll make like a path that Mario will run along and then you'll try and line up a like hit thing next to the boss that you land on and then you can attack him. Um, and there's like other cool interactions and usually it, it where you line up is pretty like pivotal to fighting the boss. So it's, it, it's an interesting yeah. like three, dim- it adds like a interesting like third dimension to those fights. Um, cause well, I'll just use the first major boss as an example. He's a 
a like box of uh, colored pencils and he shoots them like missiles, but you'll like run behind the case and then you'll like whack it with your hammer and that shuts it. And then the pe- the pencils like blow off on the inside, which is like a it's just like cool little things like that. And then eventually he'll like spin up the pencils to like like a Gatling gun and then you can gr- you'll grab him and stab him with it. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just like those things are pretty cool. Like they did good work on that. And it did kind of, as I mentioned when talking about Thousand Year Door, Thousand Year Door has this like weird like audience thing. Like it's like a play when you're in combat. And that this kind of brings that back a little bit because there's all these toads throughout the world that you'll rescue. Like the, you know, the mushroom head guys, if you don't know what a toad is, but you, you rescue them throughout the world's. And when you rescue them, they will be in the bleachers around this circle, like fighting arena. And you can have them attack the enemies. Like you can pay to have them cheer, which will they'll throw shit at the uh, enemies to do some damage, um, it, it, which is just fun shit. Like the, the combat's just interesting in that regard. Um, the puzzles are interesting as well. Like I, I like that they're simpler. They're not like. They don't, at least where I'm at, they don't feel reliant on like, uh, you know, because they added companions back, but they, you don't have like companion actions that you'll be like, oh, this area is solved by this companion action and all the puzzles you solve will be on this. It's just, you know, typical uh, whacking things, knocking doors down and, you know, finding switches and stuff like that. Um, and then sometimes folding, sometimes you'll do a you'll fold your arms like really long. I think they showed this in the trailer, but you know, you like accordion your arms and then you'll, you, you will stretch and like peel part of the, uh, world off. Yeah. Um, when you find Luigi, he's folded between dimensions <laughs> Just- and he's like stuck behind a paper wall and he's like partially folded and you hit him with a hammer to straighten him out. <laughs> he was hidden in the giga leak. <laughs> But yeah, it's the writing is really good. I mean, that's kind of always been it. The writing's real quirky and self-aware. It's always breaking the fourth wall that it's always done that. I do something this game. I think it adds a a dimensionality to it that some of the other games have been lacking or like most specifically uh, Sticker Star and Color Splash is that this game, it's like the origami people versus the paper people and like (laughs) so so i like this because now it's like the goombas aren't necessarily bad guys like goombas and koopas aren't necessarily bad guys they're they're (laughs) paper but the but like the goomba they're like the enemies are still goombas and koopas but they're origami goombas and origami koopas those are the bad guys but regular paper ones are like they're okay all the, the all the paper guys are seem like they're good guys, which I, I just like that adds. I mean, in the older in the in Paper Mario 64 and uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, as well as a few of the other games like within there, it's like, yeah, you'd go to like Koopa Villages and there was like good Koopa people. Um, I mean, you'd get Koopas on your team. Uh you know, it, it, like Goombario joins your team and just Goombella in Thousand Year Door. It, it's like they weren't all necessarily bad guys. Like they just were a like 
a race, I guess, or you know, like a, <laughs> a species. They were a people within that universe. You know, they were just people within the Mushroom Kingdom, and not all of them were necessarily bad guys. And I just that was always an interesting thing. But then in uh, Color Splash and Sticker Star, it's very like it it reduced the scope to be like, no, Toads are the only good guys. Everything else is a bad guy, basically. <laughs> um. So yeah, that just the the boss fights are cool because they're like I said they they're the main bosses are gonna be these like office supplies bosses um that they do intro they have cool interesting interactions but then there's also uh they're essentially elemental uh bosses which will give you a overworld power uh but those are origami like be like big beast that uh you'll i guess summon is kind of the best better best word for it but you can sometimes summon them in combat and you okay. use them to at certain specific overworld areas to for lack of a better word solve a puzzle it's not really solving because you just you know click on the sign and then it just does it <laughs> but they're i mean they're cool animations and i mean it's it's a good looking game i do think in some ways color splash looked better especially when it came to uh the water because in this game like they made an origami king the water is like it's like water it's you know got like particle effects and everything it's like flowing but in uh color splash it was like all just done with paper craft like so which just gave it a cool effect you know yeah but yeah that's uh I'm only uh, through essentially the first chapter. They did go back to it just being a single connected world, which is cool. I I mean, that's always bummed me out about both Sticker Star and Color Splash is that it's like weird, weirdly segmented into levels. It wasn't the worst, but and even in this, if you go to the map, you can see that they broke it down into levels like that. But it's it's all just one interconnected world. And the levels are essentially like when you they're like large uh, single screen environments, I guess, like, you know, it'll be like a place you load into. And then when you reach another loading screen, that's just going to be another whole environment when you exit that zone. Yeah, that's going to be like another level, let's just say. But it is technically just one interlocked like singular world, um, which I, I enjoy. And I've, I'm not quite to it yet. Cause you don't get your first companion until you get to the second, uh, streamer. Um, and I don't really like the guy, which seems to be the general consensus on Bob. Um, he's not bomb. Um, he's Bob. Um, and he is a bomb. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he just sucks. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they make him better, but he just, at least where I'm at now, he kind of sucks. And I haven't quite got that blue streamer. I'm like, that's kind of where I'm at right now is just I'm on the last leg of getting the blue streamer. I did the dreaded boat part, which I've heard most people talk about being shit. And it is pretty shitty. It's like a weird boat mini game where you just get coins and shit. And I thought I got a lot of coins, but they still were like, oh, man, you didn't get a lot of coins. And I'm like, I, I felt like I got a fucking shit ton. <laughs> but yeah, you just it it's a stupid boat thing where you're going down a river and you get coins and the steering's shit and you just bump into everything and your boat blows up. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun at all. But yeah, it's a it, it's a pretty good one of those. I think it is the the best paper Mario there's been in a while. Now I know that's really like at the end of the day, I don't know what that means necessarily. It's just like it is better than is sticker star and color splash in my opinion um just yeah kind of all around like the it combat's like more it. interesting the writing's <laughs> better the you the world's better 
like I, I actually really appreciate that the story just isn't like Peach got captured. I mean, at the very beginning, Peach is like folded into an origami and she wants Mario to fold himself, uh, which sounds like a dirty thing. Like, go fold yourself. Uh, but um, the origami king, quote unquote, is uh, Ollie and his sister is like your kind of companion. So it, it kind of takes it, it's like your Huey and your uh Christy from the other ones, uh, but she's Olivia, who's the twin sister of Ollie. I'm pretty sure they're twins, but yeah, he's the origami king and he's been just wreaking havoc. But I, I like that it's not like, despite the fact that Peach is in some turmoil because she's been folded into origami, it's not as simple as like, like Color Splash as well as Sticker Star, where it's like Bowser has Peach, I guess. Like, how many times are we going to do this shit? And, you know, you know how I feel about, like, Bowser being the bad guy is just fucking boring. Like, I, I, I always thought that was, like, the more interesting thing about the RPG games is that Bowser, like, is on your team because there is now a greater threat to the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, so so that just gives it a better dynamic. It's like, oh, yeah, we're on a team with, like, the who who's usually the bad guys. Um but that's not always how they played it. You know, it's like Bowser's been the bad guy in the majority of the Paper Mario games and Paper Mario, the original Paper Mario. He was the bad guy. He's been the bad guy in Sticker Star. He's been the bad guy in uh, Color Splash. He's, you know, the only ones he hasn't been is like Thousand Year Door, uh, Super Paper Mario and uh, this one, which is interesting because um, he's like. He joins up with, I think he joins up with you again later, but he is like very, at the very, very beginning of the game, like a temporary companion. And they showed him in the trailer, but he's like kind of folded into like an envelope thing where he's like just kind of a mouth, at least at the very start. Because they folded Bowser and then made him watch as they folded the Goombas and Koopas. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sadistic. <laughs> you sick fucks. <laughs> yeah. And I think Bowser Jr. is also a companion uh, later in the game. But that, that, and that's like, that's the fun stuff, you know, because then you feel you get to know those characters better. Because usually, obviously, in the most of the other games, they're just the bad guy. And you don't really get to know them, like, or have fun interactions where they're, like, good, but still say things that are nefarious in ways. <laughs> Like, you know, like you'll be rescuing someone or something and they'll just be like, I don't see why we don't just like beat this guy up. <laughs> be like, that's not what we're here to do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I have high hopes for the game. I like it so far. The music's real good. The art's good. It, it's it seems like it's earned the uh, the money you spend on it. You know, it's I hear it's really long. I hear it's the longest game in the series. I hear it's about 45 hours. Oh, wow. Which I, I uh, thousand year door and color splash were the two longest before those take about the same amount of time to complete. And this one just takes slightly longer. So it's at least on pars with those. It's a it's a lengthy uh, game, uh, but leveling up is gone. No levels, which sucks. And, uh, you know, I always got like mixed things on how that worked exactly. But essentially, there's. I feel there was some Breath of the Wild inspiration here. Maybe not. I mean, it's just there are essentially like you will always have your hammer attack and your boot attack, which is good. That's like something that's been removed from the game for a while. But yeah. you have those as a base that you never lose. But you'll get like iron boots 
or uh, like shiny boots or shiny hammer, and those are expendable. So you'll use those and they'll have like six, seven uses, you know, and then they'll break and then you'll have to get a new one. Um, and those you just buy with coins. Um, so th there's that, which, you know, do increase damage. And then there's uh, badges that you can buy. And the badges have always been part of the game, but those are like extra shit you buy and they're real expensive. And uh, you can turn them on and they just have different functionalities. Like one of the ones I got uh, increases the time I have to solve. One gives me extra guard. Um, one, I think, gives me extra hearts while I'm in combat. So it gives me 10 extra life. And then I have one that just rings a bell when a toad's nearby. It'll just be like, ding, ding, ding. And like, I'm <laughs> like, okay, a toad's nearby. Uh, so I can try and collect those. Uh, but yeah, so it's not... I was originally under the impression uh, that you would use co coins as like a currency to buy stat increases, but that's not necessarily true. Um, like I, I still don't think it's bad here because you still have, it's not like sticker star and color splash where if you just were out of cards or in the case of sticker star stickers, you just couldn't fucking attack this. At least you're, you're, you will always have your base attack, uh, which is good. That's like it, it's stupid otherwise, but even here, it still runs into the issue of like, because you're not leveling up or anything necessarily, you may want to avoid combat, um, but you may want to get the coins or whatever. Uh, I don't know. The combat's kind of fun, but there's also a, it's, this is an area where it's still a little like Color Splash, but Color Splash had like unpainted parts of the world and you would use your hammer that would splash color into the world to like fill in those holes where there was no color. Now here... And I actually like how it's done here a lot better, but there's like parts of the world that are just missing and it's like almost like a construction oh, okay. and you have to fill it in with paper. But how you do that is you throw confetti. <laughs> <laughs> you could just throw confetti at any old time. You just throw a bunch of confetti everywhere. And the reason I like this better than the color is because in color splash, the color had, it was like the RGB thing. So you had three colors and or what it was red. I think it was red, blue, yellow. Uh, but you had your three colors and you, you could be out of a certain specific color that you may need here. It's just a general like currency basically of confetti. So all confetti is just the same confetti. It doesn't really fucking matter. And everything <laughs> drops confetti. Like you kill an enemy confetti everywhere. You fucking just hit a tree in the environment confetti. You, you smash some flowers on the ground confetti. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just get like big old bags of confetti too, um, <laughs> and you, yeah, you and you, I mean you'll have to fill in the holes to like get around certain areas because it like it may be like oh this stairwell's broken so you gotta like fill it in with the confetti um, and you'll usually get coins or something out of that but I don't know that's kind of I think it's just that's always been a fun thing I, I didn't mind that in color splash of like coloring the world and using that to is like kind of a puzzle solving element, I guess it's not really much puzzle solving. Cause it's just like, this is missing throw confetti on it. <laughs> it's just funny to see Mario just like joyously throwing shit tons of confetti in the air. And you could just do it. Like if you're just bored, you could just throw a, like waste all your goddamn confetti for no fucking reason. <laughs> I, I, I just kind of like that. And there is like, there's really big like paper mache enemies like there's real big Goombas that are seen like destroying yeah. the town and uh, those are kind of cool to fight because it's not like uh, it doesn't go into the <laughs> RPG combat. You like fight them in the uh, overworld, I guess, you, you know, you just like 
they'll have like a sticker seal on the back and you whack them in the back and then you have to like kind of like just whack them until they blow up. Yeah. It's just, you know, just adding more shit you, you do. And I just think that's interesting. I'm sure there's probably like currently I've only seen big like paper mache Goombas, but I'm sure there'll be big other enemies at some point in the game. Just not that far in yet. Um, but yeah, I, that game's been fun. Um, and you know, that's, uh, I've bought a shit ton of games, none of which I've had time to play. Um, <laughs> I bought, I bought Shinsekai on, uh, switch, which is like a, uh, it's like an underwatery Metroid game. It's, it's basically just Metroid. Uh, but that was on, that was, I, I've talked about that game before, how it was on, uh, Apple play or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and then it made its way over to at least switch. So I bought it on there. It was on sale. Um, haven't had a chance to check it out. I have too many games at this point. Um, and then I, of course, when they announced Cuphead, I bought Cuphead and I've been playing Cuphead. <laughs> it's Cuphead. It's fucking of course. Weird. Of course. You got to play Cuphead. I don't know what it is about the game, dude. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, I mean, you, you wouldn't let me do it, but you know, last year when it was Cuphead Central, it was my game of the year. It had to be. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to give it to it because, you know, it didn't come out that year, but I'm like, <laughs> it's uh, Cuphead's the best game I've played in a very long fucking time. And I can't escape. It's dirty cuppy tendrils. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those games. And I think I've talked about it before where I'm like, it's like they made a game just for me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like, oh, man, it's all, like, old-ass rubber hose animation, which I'm like, I love that shit. Like, it's classic hand-drawn animation, and it is done extremely well. And then it had to be, like, it's like a boss rush game, and I'm like, I I love bosses. That's, like, my yeah. bread and butter. And, like, I also kind of like bullet hell games, and it's kind of like that sometimes. And it's just, like, I can't get enough Cuphead in my, in my veins. <laughs> I just uh, love this fucking game. It's a good game. It is, and I mean, a lot of people like it. Like, it obviously struck a chord with a lot of people. It's just like, like I said, it it's so heavily. It just feels tailored to a lot of my interests. That, like, it, I mean, when it was announced, I was like, it's like they made a game for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like crazy. I can't wait for that fucking goddamn DLC. <laughs> I was I was actually pretty upset that they that like, you know, when they showed up, I was like, oh, man, they're going to announce a release date for the DLC and that it's coming to PlayStation. They were like, here's the trailer everybody saw for the DLC already. We don't know when it's done. It's going to be a while. And then I was like, God damn it. And they were like, and the game's on PlayStation. It's like, so you came here. You talked forever to say the game's on PlayStation. Thanks. <laughs> nice. Thanks a lot. Um, here's 20 bucks. I bought it on PlayStation. <laughs> you going to put it on anything else? Is there anything else I'm going to have to give you $20 for? Is there... <laughs> I will have, when the, the DLC comes out, I will have the great decision of which, uh, what to buy the DLC on. <laughs> All of them? No. I, I'm not getting, for sure. I'm not going to get it on PC. The, uh, I, I feel the game is the worst on PC. I, I feel, would I say feel, probably switch, but I feel there's input delay when I play on PC uh, from the like playing with a controller and everything. It feels like it, it's yeah. less responsive than it is on a console. But that's just my opinion um, from playing like every fucking version of this. <laughs> it, the game's good on switch, I, you know, because the game was made for Xbox initially. I do think the Xbox controller uh, feels pretty nice with the game. But playing with a PlayStation controller now, it feels pretty good on there too. Yeah. Though I did, uh, 
I played with the PlayStation controller on the PC for a bit before switching over to the Pro, con- the Nintendo Pro controller because <coughs> it was just it, it was not responsive with the PlayStation controller on there. So I'm I'm glad I can finally play it the way it was meant to be played with the <laughs> PlayStation controller. Nice. Even though, as always, I have to switch the goddamn dash. Because they put the goddamn stupid fucking dash button on triangle, which I mean, it was Y on the Xbox control. Yeah, you know, it's the top button. Um, and I switch it to the because they don't use the triggers, so I always I switched it to R two. Yeah, because it's like, why is it just not by default on R two? Yeah, it, <laughs> especially if it's and not I say being this used. specifically. Well, because the square button's the shoot button. So that means to dash, you have to stop shooting. Yeah. But now I don't have to. I can just shoot while dashing. I can just hold the, the square button and never stop shooting. I've changed it on everything. Every single thing I've done that. I've changed <laughs> it to essentially whatever the equivalent of R2 is on every controller I've ever played on. Yeah. I've never used it as the top button for dash because it just feels fucking... It feels wrong. I, I it's, it's the one thing that I'm like, why, why and how... Like, at least they let you change it. But I'm like, why did they arrive that that was the, like, a good layout for it? I don't know. I know, like, Cuphead is loosely based off another game that I've never played. I think it's called Gunstar Heroes. I think it's loosely based off that game. I know there is, like, a boss that's directly referenced to that game. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, know that. But yeah, there is a uh, eight-ball, like, boss that you fight on a uh, a pool table. It's one of the easiest bosses in the game, Uh well, I guess he's like part of a boss, let's just say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like a, a joke if you fight him. Um, and he's supposed to, like I in one of the many things I've watched on it, they were like, yeah, he's a reference to this boss from Gunstar Heroes. And I was like, oh, and then it was like, maybe I should play that game. And I just haven't yet because <laughs> uh, why play that when you have Cuphead? Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I haven't. uh played anything other than those i know that's i've talked ad nauseum about all those things but that's <laughs> what i've been up to all right what about you well we're gonna we break we're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. What's up, nerds? This is Rich, the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. I would like to invite you to check out our podcast available anywhere you get podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. We are two shows on one channel. Late every Monday night, we release the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast where we discuss all things pop culture and nerdum. We talk about movies, shows, games, comics, and more. Then late every Thursday night, we release 3FNW, our pro wrestling podcast, where we give our thoughts and takes on the wrestling business. So listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3FatNerdsPod. And most importantly, enjoy our musings. With that being said, there's only one thing left to say. Later, nerds. All right, welcome back to the LGA cast. And uh, we just uh, talked about what Marcus did this last week is his uh, disappointing adventure with the PlayStation 4 <laughs> over the weekend. Um, but I didn't, I, this week I didn't do a whole lot. I watched, I mean, I played a lot more Astroneer. It's the only game I played this week was Astroneer. Um, I did get, I did do kind of like a few streams on Twitch for it where I didn't have the mic or anything plugged in. I was just playing the game and just been like, yeah, it's no commentary gameplay, I guess. I'm just sitting here playing it. Might as well stream it. And, uh, I think I got all of like one or two viewers like maybe per time i don't know <laughs> um yeah still fun game i haven't like gone anywhere close to like i guess what you call beating it you just find these like relic things and power them up and then there's some sort of weird floating space platform that the end of the game is just you you're powering up all these platforms on all the different planets i think um I've only traveled to the moon of the planet that you start on to gather more supplies. I thought that like traveling to different planets was going to be more of a pain in the ass. And I thought you were going to need more, I guess, supplies than you actually need. But it's like as easy as like, hey, you you build, you take the part that is this, the, the shuttle and then you, you attach an engine to it. And the engine is disposable. It's good for one trip or one round trip. So you can just go to the the moon and you land there and you can start doing the same stuff you did on the other planet. You're gathering resources. Each planet or moon has its own different resources. Like they all kind of have the same kind of base resources, but um certain places are better for gathering different fuels and different types of resources like titanium and stuff. And that's how you progress to the end game is actually going to the different planets so that you can actually harvest these materials and go to the next planet because you need to basically get through all the tech tree to grow, to, to go on. And so I spent like a considerable amount of time on the first planet, probably more than I should have thinking that I needed a whole lot more shit to get to the moon. In reality, it was just like uh, just a couple parts that like I already had an overabundance of that would get me to the moon. So uh, I did that. I started digging up stuff at the moon, going back and forth. Now that's pretty easy. On Sunday, I spent like it felt like pretty much the entire day uh, digging a path to kind of where I'm digging out supplies on the planet that i'm at as you go down there's different layers there's there's different kind of, i guess kind of cavern layers of each planet and this one there's like your upper layer and it kind of goes down and there's like the middle layer and then on the bottom it's like a weird mushroom layer and then beneath that is the planet core and that's part of the whole thing that has to do with the weird floating alien platform um but uh i was mining shit all the way down in the mushroom floor or layer and it was like the mushroom yeah yeah that exactly and it was taking like uh i mean i guess sort of there's there's 
They're everywhere, Justin. (laughs) There's research items that you uh, can take up and research, and they they look like mushrooms. One time I was just walking around. I'm researching these mushrooms. I pulled my shoe off because, you know, something was hurting me. I looked. I thought I had a wart. Started, like, picking at it. It was a toad. And it was a toad? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. He was like, hi! And I was like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Hi! (laughs) Then he he squeezed him and he, like, screamed. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it, like, it took fucking forever to bring my materials back up to the top. So I'm like, well, I mean, I I have this tractor that you can technically dig down into the ground you can attach a drill to the front and i can reenact the movie core with my tractor if i want to um it didn't go well for me um so i i kind of already had like this little pathway that i'd already gone down there so i thought okay well maybe if i just go through if i just try to follow this pathway and it was just like i couldn't line up the drill with the path like the the i guess the the steepness of the path I've been right. I've been already going through. So it's like, it would either be like, Oh, it's too shallow or it's, or, or it's too deep. So I finally kind of flattened out a path to get down to one layer. And then I started trying to go down to the next layer. And, um, I just like fell into like a giant ravine with my tractor. And I was just like, Oh great. I don't have oxygen now. So now I'm just going to die. And then I'm going to have to respawn and try to find my tractor down in the middle, middle of this fucking planet so that I can try to get it out. And it took me like an hour to finally get the tractor out of where it was back to where I needed to be. And so I was like, okay, well fuck this. Apparently the drill just sucks and I have to just clear a path myself with my own materials. So, I mean, you have the terrain tools. So I'm just digging out a bigger, wider pathway, a bigger, wider and taller pathway for my tractor with its trailers to go down to the mushroom layer. And that took like all day for me to do. And I'm like using like the dig tool and then I'm using like the leveling tool so that I can make the ground smooth. And uh, I mean, I like this path all the way down is long enough that um, if you have ground that's steep enough, you can slide down on your feet like a, you can tr- you can treat this like you're like snowboarding down a mountain. If the ground is if the ground is steep enough, um, it takes 90 seconds to get from the surface down to the mushroom layer doing this snowboarding method. And it's a little slower in the tractor, obviously, because you're not just sliding. But I mean, you can imagine trying to walk back up and not sliding how much longer that takes. So like I finally, I finally got the tractor down there. I had some really terrible like platforms that I had to build. Like that were just in the giant, in the middle of these giant like caverns. So it's like even going down is still kind of sketchy. Cause it's not like I can build fences on either side of the platforms that I have. Um, so like there's, it's just like, I can just, fall off the edge if i don't do it right and then now then i'm like forced to try to find where the beginning of the platform is again but uh yeah so then i started harvesting and bringing materials up with the tractor and then transporting them to my large rover which i mean if i want to go one step further i could make these paths even bigger and i can just fit my full like large rover down into the core of the planet but i don't know if i'm going to do that because like there's some steep sharp ass turns that i had to build like 
some of these some of the paths I had to make are essentially like switchback paths. So I'm like, I'm going to have to like tri- quadruple the size of these switchback paths if I want to fit my rover down here. So I'm like, I don't know. I think I'll just stick with the, the my tractor, like my little tiny ass tractor with its little tiny three trailers that I can pull behind it and then just transport it to my rover at the top and then go back to my base from there. But yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. It's a lot, still a lot of fun. I'm still thinking about all like the kind of cool automation stuff you can do with it because like the most recent update was an automation update so you can use like arms to build like arms um yeah there's there's has automatic arms and oh, cranes that you, you can use arms oh you know, yeah no not that arms stretchy <laughs> <laughs> but you can uh like so you can like ba- theoretically make like platforms and the arms would grab items off the platform and transport them to like your um research station so i want to try to fiddle around with stuff like that because it seems kind of neat um other than that i watched bna finally i got around to watching that whole thing that was interesting so now Um, you're a furry like me apparently yes (laughs) um (laughs) i knew i'd eventually get to you that was a i don't know i i wasn't super into the story i really love the visuals like the animation and, like you. that trigger is top notch. Um, but like the story didn't hit me as hard as something like Gurren Lagon did. Um, yeah, it's, it's I do think it's like kind of tertiary when it comes to them. Like, I, I don't think this is going to be like a Gurren Lagon or a kill a kill by any yeah, stretch of the no. imagination. It's still really good. I like the characters like. Yeah, the characters are super awesome. And I love the character designs above any like all else. Yeah, like it, it's it's good. It, it's I mean, and it's short. It's worth a watch. But they're, you know, I, I think I mentioned some of the like they kind of upend some, you know, like do some cultural appropriation when it comes to like Jews. That is not uh, <laughs> I don't know the, the you know, how the whole like World War Two thing and like the concentration camp stuff was kind of like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's there's certainly some uh, like clearly like. Um, racism style parallels in this uh, in the show concerning I mean humans versus beastmen. Yeah, and I always found that I think I mentioned that before, but it's interesting that they use I mean beastmen because that like is a term that exists in Guru Logon as well. Yeah, and then I guess I don't know. Uh, it, it's the story was not super great and felt I guess rushed in some aspects. Um, and then they're just like, there were like a couple characters that I was just like, not enthused about. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil too much cause it's still newer, but it's, it's decent. I, I mean, I would still recommend watching it just to, I don't know, like I mean, the, it's to appreciate the visuals. Sh- yeah. And at, it's, it's short enough that I wouldn't feel bad recommending it. Yeah. It's like at what? 12 episodes. Yeah. 12 yeah. episodes, I believe. And yeah, it was a super quick watch. Um, I mean, even even though the story wasn't like super great, I still was like, I kind of want to know how this ends. I kind of want to know what's going on. I appreciated the lore behind it. It just felt like I didn't I didn't like what how the story culminated at the end. I guess I didn't like the ending that much. Um, it's about eugenics. I, <laughs> I mean, it really is. I, I yeah. didn't, but I the end. <sighs> I know I didn't like this the twist. I didn't like the surprise. It's not the best surprise by any means, but 
Yeah, I, I get you on that. It's. I was like, oh well, that's dumb. Oh, like I guess I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that makes sense, but that's also fucking stupid. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a thing, I guess. I, <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I, 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 as much as I hate that phrase, it, that's all I can say about it. Um, but yeah, uh, I also watched this uh, Netflix... I think it was... Yeah, I want to say it was a Netflix original movie. Maybe it wasn't. It's was called Heist. Um, it, middling movie um it was weird like the setting felt weird to me where they were like it's it's about this guy that he pulls off a heist at a casino and you think might be thinking oh you mean like oceans 11 it's like oh yeah but for it's like this the the casino owner is like stupid rich and has like a whole like mafia gang but it's just one single casino and it's like a it's a fucking steamboat casino doctor on the side of and it's called the swan and they they acted they they play it up like this is like a big time casino and they're making they're doing some extreme money laundering here and this is like mob shit and it's just this little casino like basically a no-name casino in a nondescript town somewhere in california and they make it out to be that um the the casino boss is this big super stupid rich guy and i'm like there's no way that this casino would just be that like the setting didn't make sense like they 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 treated this one random casino in some no-name area somewhere in california as like as if it's a vegas casino like i don't it was weird where they were just like yeah this is this, the swan it's they, they they get all this money that comes in and out and we can just go rob this we can go rob the safe and they got some guy that comes in with dirty money and he he gambles it all away and loses it all. And then the next day someone comes in and wins, wins everything. And he picks up and he, it, it's money laundering. They, we, so we, if we, if we hit him in the middle of the, and be overnight during that, we can take all that money. And it's not like they'll go to the police because it's dirty money. And there's just like, and then it just turns into like this thing where, uh, it turns into speed where they get on a bus and they're just uh, on this bus and they can't stop because then the Good cops will catch cage, them. You know, <laughs> um, the uh, the guy, the main character is the guy that plays Negan in The Walking Dead or uh, he's uh, John. I think John, Wich- he's the, he's the dad of Sam and Dean Winchester in Supernatural. It has uh, Dave Batista in it. Um and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank at the 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 casino boss name, but he's uh I'm gonna feel stupid when I remember his name. John Wick. Oh come on. It's just called Heist. Um it's Robert De Niro. He's the boss of the casino. Oh Robert De Niro, huh? Yeah, I was like, uh, that's and that's why that's why I was like, okay, well it's Robert De Niro in it. I mean, it can't be that you know, it, I guess it, it was it wasn't a Netflix original. It was like this came out in 2015. Um, but that speaks and, to the quality that you called it a Netflix original. <laughs> yeah, it was like a direct to DVD quality movie. <laughs> it really was. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just it was just called Heist, and I don't know. It was kind of dumb, but kind of cool because it was all like the he was like um, I guess he kind of knew he was gonna get caught. And so he he made like the long play or the long um, con. 
the long con where he, at the end he was just like because they, they finally corner him in the bus and like the the casino guys because eventually the, they they're they're somehow able to rid the police tail and so it's just the bus and robert de niro's guys come and and his name was the pope in this too like his last name was pope so like they called him the pope so i'm like the, even like blowing up like the ego of this like shitty casino that nobody's ever heard of <laughs> to be even bigger um and uh so they they finally get they finally corner the bus they get and they they're like there's no money here where's the money he's and he's like oh you know that trick you used to show me when i was a kid where you uh you think everything's in one hand but all the magic is happening in the other hand that you didn't see well uh that's what's happened but that's what happened here and <laughs> basically what the whole thing was is that you're he got on the bus and he was with this other the Dave Batista guy who tried. He was tr- the guy that was, quote unquote, in charge of the heist. But he was like a hothead that kept getting angry and was like, I'm in charge here. I'm in charge. This movie had like every trope of a heist movie, like the heist going wrong. They had the planning scene where they they're planning the heist, but they're showing the scenes of the heist happening as they're planning it. Um <laughs> Uh, and then they they had like every hostage situation trope where like you give you a hot shot detective guy that's like he means business but it, he's he's like the cool guy and then there's like the sympathetic police officer that helps him out sort of because oh, like the, the guy that the, <laughs> the guy and the because the main guy actually isn't a bad guy because turns out the only reason he needs the money is because his his daughter has like some super like needs some super like crazy operation or she's going to die and he needs the money to pay for it. And he doesn't have the money. And, uh, he worked at the casino and the boss didn't want to help him out. So he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just rob the money, I guess. And, uh, so they, the, and then they has like the hostage situation tropes where I can't, I probably couldn't count on two hands. The amount of times they say, what's your name? <laughs> Cause you, <laughs> every time there's like a hostage situation in the movie, it's, they always got to ask like someone that like freaks out and they're like, Hey, Hey, calm down. Calm down. What's your name? <laughs> they, they asked that so many fucking times in this movie. And, uh, yeah. So they, like, they, like there's a pregnant chick on the bus and like, they're, so they make a big deal about that. And, um, then there's like a boy on the bus and they negotiate the release of those and they send them with the police officer. And, um, turns out like the long con was like the pregnant lady was actually the dude's sister and she was just wearing a fake pregnancy thing and she just he had her stuff all the money inside there and then like when she left she went straight to the hospital to go like pay the hospital bill because like they needed the money by a certain time that day and so like the money was already gone but like they thought it was all on the bus <laughs> like that that was probably the best part of the movie the fact that they revealed that like yeah the money was like hard like the money was off the bus almost immediately <laughs> But yeah, that was the, if you want to watch a shitty heist movie, I guess you can watch that. I would probably just say, go watch Ocean's Eleven again, because <laughs> that's way better of a heist movie or maybe any other. Ocean's Eleven. Marcus, you've never seen anything in your life. I've also never except, seen Casino. Except the Cylons. And I've never seen, uh, what's that other one that's by the same director? Uh, fuck. Um. Everybody talks about it. The Irishman. No, not the Irishman. Yeah, I know. It's by I know. the same director, but yeah, that's the only one I can think of that by the same director. No, I can't. Well, there's the follow up to Casino. Um, broke. 
God damn it, Justin. <laughs> it's what happens when you, after a casino, you're I broke. Don't know. I haven't watched it, so I shouldn't know what it is. But I'm going to look it up. Let's see. The movies that Martin Scorsese directed. Goodfellas? Yes. Is that it? Yes. I didn't know that was actually a follow-up to Casino. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're connected. But yes, no idea. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what I that's that's what I watched. Um, what do you say we get to the what I think is going to be the best part of the podcast? Even though it's like midnight now, but we still got we're still going full steam ahead here. Um, the best part of this podcast <laughs> this week, anyway. So Joe Rogan did an oopsie poopsie. He did an oh no. He did an uh oh. Um, <laughs> so. Full disclosure, like I obviously I knew like the thing I posted here. So I I posted on social media the question. The question of the week was uh hold on. Nope, that's the wrong thing. So for the question of the week, I said our fellow podcaster and equal Joe Rogan says that video games are a waste of, of time for some people. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with him? Does he have some sort of point? Is he taking too much alpha brain and DMT? <laughs> and obviously I know I took that quote out of context, like the full context matters, but I just wanted to, I wanted to see what this would draw out and it drew out less than I was, ho- uh, that I was hoping, but we did get some really good posts um, about it overall. We got some people that we got some, some Joe Rogan haters. We got some people that like Joe Rogan and we got some people in the middle of the road. So I think overall it's a good poll. But essentially, Joe Rogan, was, he, they released a clip to Facebook because, I mean, they knew this would be like something people would talk about. It's just like a four minute clip from his podcast. And he has like the guy he's talking to is obviously like another meathead guy. I mean, he has like a shirt that says Spartan on it. So he's clearly like some like, I don't know, someone that does Spartan shit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean, Justin? I don't know. He, and any he real person a- would know they're called Lacedaemonians, not Spartans. So he <laughs> clearly doesn't know shit. <laughs> like, um, usually when I like in in terms of like meathead, when you look at us, when you're talking about Spartans, it's usually like people that are like, yeah, we're like tactical people, or we we do like the Spartan races. They could that that too, like the Spartan races. That could he could have been from there. I didn't. They didn't even say like what the who the guest was at once in that video. But they're just talking about like motivating people and certain like kids. There's there's like it, they even talked about home situations. Like certain people in certain home situations. Like if they have like a crappy home life, they're not gonna excel because they're not going out there. They're gonna. They, eventually, they resort to like video games. And then he got a he went on this tangent about video games and how video games are a problem because they're too much fun because they, they they just sit there and play video games for three years and they're not going out and and learning brazilian, brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> that <laughs> was the best you, part of that if you're if you're learning if you go and do brazilian jiu-jitsu for three years you're purple belt and then you can then you can start your own dojo <laughs> it's just the most bizarre thing and i get the intent it's just that Joe Rogan is not great at nuanced opinions. <laughs> he he speaks in platitudes a lot. Um, I mean, and he this just was, in general speaks in hyperbole. Like, oh he's yeah, very, for sure. Very hyperbolic. He yeah. well, that's what get. That's what. That's how you become the biggest podcast. Well, and many <laughs> of the stuff he 
says in general is kind of it's dangerous in some regards because I mean that he's the type to say something that is like blatantly racist or otherwise and then just be like I'm just talking here and it's like well like (laughs) yeah but like you who has money and are protected this is America I thought this was America like yeah I'm like you're in a position of power so that makes it like quote unquote more okay but I was like that's what it precisely what makes it more dangerous because your audience listens to these things and then may mirror your opinion and then that becomes problematic is once again promoting in this case casual racism but obviously in this case it's more uh, in this specific instance it's uh, hating on video games and then once again this quote being taken out of context uh, because once again he is referencing specifically with children and not necessarily adults um, yeah, because for many adults, obviously, gaming is just an escapism and usually they have careers and are doing other things or you would hope so. But yeah, I just I as always, I find it hilarious that somehow for some fucking reason with this guy, it always ties back to Brazilian jujitsu and <laughs> MMA. Like, what is the fuck the deal with this? And, like, yes, study Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu and open a goddamn dojo. And what what good does that do to a certain yeah, extent? Like, at, I get, at 12 years old. <laughs> well, and I mean, like, once again, I get his point that games just in general, like, this, once again, I'm going to make a very broad strokes thing, and especially what he, and this is what he's implying, that you don't build, uh, like, a skill, like, an actual useful skill, where his thing is, like, essentially Like saying, a marketable skill. Like yeah, like, his thing is saying, like, from. maybe go learn a, like, trade, or, like, learn to play guitar, or another language, or, in his case, Brazilian jutsu. Of course, <laughs> it's always... It's, it's ridiculous. And plus, like, I don't like his implication that, essentially, that you need to have monetary uh, gain to justify, like means to an end that uh once again that apparently the only justification for learning a skill or doing anything is for monetary gain like essentially the uh treasure at the end of the rainbow so to speak but it's like that doesn't have to be the end-all be-all and shouldn't be technically if you do anything so it's like even if you're studying, what if you just like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you're not planning to make a fucking dime off of it? Of course, like, yeah. I get that that's not necessarily what he was saying, even though that kind of was implied by being like, then you open a dojo, then you have students, yeah. and they pay you money, and then you drive a Mercedes, and then you have a house, <laughs> yeah, it's, and then it's, you have kids, and they they teach Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it's like, wait... Yeah, maybe you want to learn it, but maybe you're not like a guy that would want to teach it. Like, <laughs> and not everybody should be teachers. That's also bad yeah, ex- too. That's, yeah, and I mean, no just because you're good at something doesn't mean you can arts. teach it. No offense to people studying martial arts, but it's kind of hokey anyway. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, many shots fired. Hey, they're not necessarily shots fired. This is like bona fide, like legit. But things like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Krav Maga and even Jeet Kune Do kind of came about because traditional martial arts are kind of flashy and don't really do anything. I mean, Jeet Kune Do, uh, like that's uh, Bruce Lee's fighting style, was invented due to him getting his ass kicked. Like all his martial arts (laughs) didn't fucking help him when he got his ass kicked. So he sought to create a martial art that would actually be used as self-defense and just took the like the parts of martial arts like whatever he cherry-picked all kinds of different martial arts to build his jeet kune do uh to be actually used 
as a street like self defense fighting style, yeah. which is like same can be said about like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is focusing on like a lot of holds and like uh, submission holds and everything, and yeah. uh, Krav Maga is very similar that it's a lot of like pressure points and uh, grapples. Uh, but it, it, I guess my my point is is that like the belt system and the amount of money like it's like all things and even this is where it becomes ridiculous when he he used brazilian jiu-jitsu especially in comparison to talking about poor neighborhoods martial arts i can't think of something more expensive to fucking learn because just buying the belts are thousands of dollars just to take the exam to get the belt and then you have to buy the belt yeah which is a funny like on to contrast with that like originally the whole reason the belt gets goes from light to dark is it was originally because like you could that like it was poor people that could afford one belt and uh to get the higher the higher levels of the belt they would just essentially just dye it a darker color so that (laughs) they could just keep the same belt and that's why the highest level is black because you can't get any darker on the belt yeah and it's just i mean all of it now it's just like has become a marketing thing and it's Look, I work yeah. in I I work in an awards industry, um, a peek behind the curtain here, and <laughs> it, it it's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it kind of diminishes all that stuff at the end of the day. To be like, you could just buy an award for anything, you know? Yeah, you could just get an award that says anything. And I'll damn uh, millennials, man, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, millennials. So it, well, it just becomes like it, the whole award system's been devalued. Um, and I mean, a lot of people, places don't get rewards and I've been more bummed out uh, with the fact that a lot of the people who come in and get awards, the, they want me to come up with the sayings. Um, <laughs> like they're, they're like, I don't know. You write something. And it's like, I don't know the person. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to write. Like, <laughs> sorry, that's not my job. Like. I need to come in and get get one that is just like start giving. I need to give out like douchebag awards. The, well, <laughs> I, I just feel embarrassed for companies getting somebody like a twenty year retirement plaque that is just like thanks for your service. Imagine yeah. serving twenty years at a place and that's all they can muster to say about you. Oh man, I I have some stories I could tell you about like my place from. Like, I mean, they, that's they, about it though. That's like it's embarrassing. Pl- and then my place, also, I don't think they they I don't think they even went. They might have gotten one for like someone that retired. But like basically, like I heard a guy that was going to retire uh, or I heard about a guy that was he was retiring and they like they didn't like that. One of the other guys was like, so what do you got? What are you going to do for such and such retirement? Like, I don't know. Like, we don't I don't they, they literally said, well, we don't we don't know what to do. We've never had anyone retire. <laughs> we've always just terminated them like and because like the the managers current the, my current like supervisors managers like they're all like, like relatively new like they haven't been managers long enough to see anybody retire so we they're like oh, well, in robocop or the more aptly named the terminator the the cylon he does what he does and <laughs> you come out of a paper shredder <laughs> like they like literally they were like yeah we're just gonna take him to lunch it's like you're you, the, and the guy was like you're not like you're seriously that's all you're gonna he the guy worked here for like 35 years and you're gonna and take, you him, take to him to lunch, lunch. <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's for fucking reals like we've had people give come in uh and they want to buy you know retirement awards of some kind and you know we we uh we walk them through things they can buy and then they're like well what do you have that costs 12 dollars Oh my God. 
Like, I am not yeah, fucking... It's so fucking cheap. And it's just like, yes, this is where you want to save money. On people that you'll never see again. That's... <laughs> That's where you, you want to save the money. Yeah, save a buck, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, they're out of my hair. I do think an award is kind of it's hokey anyway. Um, I would rather do something nice. Throw them a party or something. I don't fucking know. It's yeah. something more personal than. And once again, I just cannot believe how generalized uh, people get with you know they're just being like, tell them they did a swell job. I'll miss you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you're aware you're getting a, uh, a, a like 24 by 16 inch plaque and you have three words on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you worked here for 40 put years. You yeah. used the space so poorly. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, that, that, but uh, anyway, going back to Rogan, um, <laughs> Rogan, he's a Cylon, uh, Joe Rogan. Rogan um with his gains uh <laughs> Yeah, he's just it is okay, like let's once again, I'm he was kind of speaking about kids, but let like this show is a good example. I mean, we don't get viewership for shit, but <laughs> it's the it's best video say, game we, podcast nobody listens to. I mean, I like making the podcast because I'm taking my hobby playing games. I'm going to play games anyway. I'm going to talk about games anyway. Why not talk about them on the air? But even then, I'm right. like, I, I'm currently working on writing some review stuff that, I mean, I'm not going to publish the review. I'm going to do it as a podcast, but I, I want to write it to have my ideas more cemented. Um, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, you, I'm now using video games, a hobby to do a skill writing or producing a podcast or whatever it might be. So, and many people do that. Like many, many, yeah. many people make YouTube videos and they learn other skills uh, because of games, you know? Yeah. Or and it's, vice versa. it's personal development in the end. Yes. And granted, once again, you don't, you don't necessarily need to make money off any of that. I do like in this case, it's like, it's nice to, spin it into something more to be like, I invest a lot of time in playing these might as well do something with that time. I mean, granted you can take other things away from games and it depends on what type of games you're playing. Some people are playing games for pure competition reasons. Some people are playing them. Uh, like I said, you're going to either develop like, uh, you know, better hand eye coordination. Some of them are like puzzles. Yeah. that just keep your mind sharp. Uh, it's like taking a whetstone to your brain. Um, other games can teach you all kinds of skills. I mean, we talked about many games that can teach you a lot of a lot about uh, financial stuff and <laughs> yeah, accounting. Um, yeah, and I mean, just in general, I mean, video games have expanded my vocabulary quite substantially. Um, yeah, of course. Once again, it's kind of dependent on what you're playing because um, I think yeah, like an exactly. RPG that's heavily word based is going to expand your vocabulary vocabulary just like reading a book would. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it depends. And, and at the end of the day, just like TV, me like any media, reading a book, whatever it might be, it's, it's, it's whatever you make out of it. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's all the same shit at the end of the day. Um, yeah. even Brazilian jujitsu, it's what you make yeah. out of Brazilian jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. If you well, want to like go in, and teach a class. <laughs> yeah. Well, like in, in like for my case, for like the podcast, like it's also a way for me to play more video games because before the podcast like, yeah, I have all these games, but I never play them. So it's like, Hey, I can like actually kind of like not force myself to play games, but like actually get back into playing games. And then on top of that, like if, if you're going to go with the Joe Rogan, I'll make money off of what you're doing. It's like, Hey, guess what? I'm, I'm 
being a showrunner. Like now I can just be like, hey, look at my resume. I'm in the entertainment industry now. Oh, 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 like gaming arena is an LLC. Oh, now I'm a business owner. <laughs> like, I mean, we're on par the, with Rogan now. We're in yeah, the same battlefield yeah, yeah we're we are we are a legitimate corporation we we are equals with joe rogan where's my spotify money damn it <laughs> <laughs> but no so like it i get the idea that like he's think he's saying it's all about personal devil, development but his, it's the, i feel like he's just like i said it's the platitudes it's the broad strokes um, that's where the problem comes from. Just saying video game. I mean, and, and for, for Joe Rogan of all people to be saying this, like he, he even, he says a little bit, yeah, I, 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 I have problems with video games and he's, he's asking his producer like, yeah, but how, so how much, how much they make uh, that, that will, the, the, do they make money off of Fortnite? Well, yeah. How about, uh, that counter-strike? Yeah. You know, what about quake? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> There's one game. I think it, I can't remember the the second game he said, but like it was like one of the games where the the first game was straight up like yeah they make money. And then the next game I think he said like Starcraft or something, and they're like they, they, you just hear the guy in the background no. <laughs> it's, it's like you could tell like kind of how out of touch he is actually because I mean the game that he was really into is the the one he mentioned was Quake, like where he paid like. A, an obscene amount of money to get a dedicated internet like connection so that he could have a competitive edge of playing quake back in the day. And yeah, I'm like, Oh, that also just dates him. Like, yeah, exactly. Quake. No, no one's playing quake. <laughs> it's come on. Come on, Joe, get, get on my level. You could be <laughs> spending three years playing video games. You could start your own develop game developing company <laughs> <laughs> called row gains. Um, yeah, row gains. But we said we have some comments to read, so we should probably we should probably read some of those, and we can respond to some of the better ones here. Um, but yeah, so we'll start with Instagram. Start on Instagram today. Wow, we literally just got a a comment on there just now. Hey, here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Uh, Bit Hud Pod says games are absolutely a waste of time, but by that same logic, sex is also a waste of time if you pull out. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, in general, uh, <laughs> everything in life can be constituted as a waste of time. Well, speaking of that, actually, uh, uh, Ghost of Gamer Past says Joe Rogan is not wrong. Joe Rogan has never been wrong. He played a guy named Joe on the show News Radio. It was a classic role. Most things in life are wastes of time. Let's face it. We have time to waste. For example, responding to this Instagram post has killed at least 30 seconds of my time and Justin's time and Marcus's time and God every member it, over <laughs> and every member of the Lit Gaming Army's time. The Lit Gaming Army? We have an yeah, army? Yeah, we, we have a, the smallest army ever, but I'll take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Nerds with Friend says... Video games are more stimulating than watching movies or TV shows because you're interacting with the game, solving puzzles, and increasing reaction time. Or I, I think that would be decreasing reaction time, technically. But um, Joe tends to talk out his ass when he's speaking about subject he knows nothing about. I mean, he used to know a lot about games, but that was back in the Quake era. The Quake. dinosaur. <laughs> Dino, fucking gaming dinosaur. Uh, Grief Burrito. For some people, maybe, you got to have time to play something like Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Oh god damn it! <laughs> I wonder if he listens. Wait, he he couldn't have that episode's not out yet. 
<laughs> he he listened to the well, last episode he's in before. For a surprise. <laughs> yeah, he's in for a surprise. Um, Winstolf says, "I'd say gaming is a hobby. End of the day, if if you enjoy the experience and learn from it, how is it a waste of time? If you're playing them twenty four seven, then yeah, time management comes into it. But otherwise, nah, it's fine. He gets it. <laughs> uh." The Idiot Savant says, Joe Rogan rarely has a point w- worth listening to, except for that interview with Bob Lazar. That was all right. And Bo's Game Room from uh, Precisely says, seems like this was just a soundbite, but I agree with what he said in full context, which is he's been saying in this mo- in on multiple podcasts. He got really addicted to playing Doom and other FPS games. And right after a podcast was over, he would run over to his game room to play for hours on end. In that situation, games are a waste of time because he was really addicted to them. If I play games right after I work, then I wouldn't get anything done around my house that needs to get done. Life is all about balancing. And I think that comes down to like personal responsibility in the end. And well, because shirking, he's sitting uh, here, he's sitting here. So he's sitting here like saying like he like he's saying this shit about games like he's admonishing games for being a waste of time, but he himself had issues with it. So it's just like maybe like just work on your own shit like he's preaching. It also seems like he's vilifying games when games aren't necessarily the problem. Addiction is the problem. It was was a personal addiction to anything. Exactly. Like, I I mean, I don't know if you've seen the ad this ad on Facebook, but there's like a local page that's trying to like because it i think that's going to be on the ballot this year to legalize marijuana i don't know if it's good it might not pass this year but i think we're getting like a lot closer to that possibility but there's a page out there that started to stop it to be against it and this guy started a page and he just started paying advertising money to like reach people that would be obviously against legalization and he posted a, a post on the like the first post on the page was just this big, long story about how he was going to be like a really good baseball player. And he loved playing baseball. But then he started smoking marijuana and then he started going into other drugs and it ruined his life and this and that. And now he's wor- then he found Jesus and now he's working his way out of that. And he's he's he turned his life around. And this is why marijuana is bad. It's, it can ruin your life. It's like it sounds like you had your own issues uh, that you needed to work out. And you're blaming the drug on something that is a, is a personal uh, issue of your own that you should have been yeah, working on. I mean, on. it sounds like his escape became an addiction, which is yeah. that's always problematic with anything. Yeah, like it's like it, so he had no personal responsibility. So therefore, nobody else has personal responsibility. <laughs> it's it's one of those that it, that page just made me so mad when I started seeing the ads on it, um, and it I mean every single comment is like I think I've seen a video of that guy actually. Yeah, uh, rated G for gamer says. I do like Rogan and I think he's being taken out of a bit out of context. He does start off saying he has a problem with video games as when he plays them, he gets sucked in and plays them at length. But when he says video games are the problem, it's trying to eat, treat the symptom instead of the actual disease. It's the same as video games causing violent behavior. It doesn't. I like his sentiment about you should be out doing something productive and spending your time wisely in stuff that betters your life, but you can't do that all day. You get burned out. Sometimes you need a beer or some TV time or around a street fighter and that's okay. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, like, once again, balancing, and it, it's more, his his statement seems more of a critique on, once again, addiction yeah. and not necessarily games, which it's like, it sounds like he personally had an addiction to video games and couldn't exactly. strike a good balance between being productive or doing other things. Like, I, I, I mean... Here's the line for me, and I think I've talked about this before, but uh, you know you have an issue when you are blowing off, like, hanging out with people or going to, like, you know, anything involving other people. If you start blowing that off just to sit at home and play video games, that's problematic, except I guess right now where we need to be avoiding other people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, well, and but that's kind of my point there, I guess, is that you're you shouldn't be you know, siloing yourself off just to play games or, yeah. you know, once again, do whatever. If you're just getting drunk up by yourself or you know, <laughs> yeah. any of that stuff. Well, yeah. And I've like, I'll be the first to admit that like, I, I have like addiction issues when it comes to video games, like fucking just this own pod, this whole podcast sometimes where I'm like, just this last week, I'm like, man, what if I just played more Astro Nier instead of editing the podcast? And that's it. And then we got behind a little bit because I'm like, man, I really just want to play Astro Nier. I don't, I don't want to edit the podcast. I just want to play this game. So I avoid specific kinds of games for that reason because I know that they're just going to murder me. Because um, Minecraft did that to me for a long while. I finally burnt myself out on that. I still go back to it every now and then, but it like... I super killed myself over that one. So where it's like, it's not going to be where yeah, yeah, going to work. Fuck that. I'm going to play Minecraft. I'm not going <laughs> to be like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's certain things that I just, I won't get into like MMOs are a big one too. Like I just, I know that like something like world of Warcraft, that would be like the death of me. <laughs> like me knowing that now, like that's it. it it's and just, I mean, you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's hop over the Twitter. <clears throat> see what the fine folks of Twitter had to say. Uh, Geek Freaks podcast at Geek Freaks pod says there are some who waste time gaming. I'm def- definitely guilty of that. But just like everything else, moderation is key. Just touching on the I mean, balance, time balancing. Um, Bethany Rodriguez at second breakfast. Second break. Second breakfast four. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan is the last person whose opinion I would listen to about video games. Keto, yes. Fitness, yep. CBD, definitely. MMA and UFC, you betcha. What about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? <laughs> I don't see that there. No. <laughs> but uh, but video games, big old nope. There are other much more worthy voices out there for gamers to give my t- the time of day to. I mean, if you want to know about Quake. If you want to know about like dinosaur gaming, then <laughs> that he's your guy. Um, if you know, if, if you want to know about a T one internet connection, he's your guy. <laughs> um, nerds amal- amalgamated, am- amalgamated, 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 amalgamated. Jesus, I can't say that. Nerds amalgamated at n amalgamated. Uh, check out Review Tech USA's response to that. It's pretty. It's pretty. In my opinion, it's pretty IMO. I don't. Okay, <laughs> what's Review Tech? I don't know these guys. I don't know Review Tech. I guess I'll have to Google that. Um, 
unpaid programming podcast at unpaid underscore program says, I like how you used and equal like we do. Obviously, he's wrong. Even I, someone who rarely partakes, could tell him that. (laughs) I I told him, like, yeah, I shamelessly stole that from you guys (laughs) because that was hilarious. Every time they talk about Joe Rogan, they're like, yeah, our fellow podcaster Joe Rogan and uh, fellow podcaster and equal Joe Rogan. Um, New Dad Gaming at New Dad Gaming says Joe Rogan is like Gwyneth Paltrow for bros. That This is true. <laughs> I replied with Gwyneth Palbro. God. It's yeah. Grand Rapidians play video games at Grand underscore video says, I think Joe Rogan is a waste of time. Video games improve the skills of laparoscopic surgeons. The Israeli army is working on tanks that are controlled with Xbox controllers. Hey, we talked about that in the last episode. <laughs> That's great. Um, I asked him, aren't, aren't drones already controlled or aren't our drones already controlled with Xbox controllers? Cause that's what I thought. Um, that's actually going to, I mean, spoil a little hint for next week. Question of the week. It's going to be related to that. Um, steampunk link at SNES capades. That's it. that's clever. Um, the idea that it's always a waste of time to engage in any activity that can't be monetized is just another way that capitalism has poisoned us. <laughs> capitalism. Money. Uh, Geek Exploration, the podcast at Geek Pod says, Video games are something I do for entertainment, not so much to expand my knowledge or skill sets. I mean, you'll, you'll do that either way, unintentionally. And <laughs> uh, So I guess for me, at least it's a waste of time as much as watching a movie or reading a book. But I don't mind wasting some time either. Can't be productive all the time. Yep. Uh, Dicefall and, any, and everyone dies at Dicefall underscore pod says... Watch the clip in the segment. The comparison was video game play to other skills, and uh, and there is a valuation difference between hobbyist skills. If you crochet, you have a valuable skill if society collapses, but Fortnite can't t- teach you to shoot. The context matters. That's debatable. Once guns are controlled by controllers. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no. Then you won't need the you won't need guns. I mean like I said, we're all heading towards that Star Trek episode where everything warfare is done virtually. And if your area is hit by a virtual I bomb, like that you said a wharf fair wharf fair. <laughs> God damn it. I thought you'd never seen Star Trek. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. If, uh, uh, it'll, it'll be like that Star Trek episode where wars are fought virtually and if your area is hit by a virtual bomb, you have to report to a kill center. Um, it's time for you to die. Time to die. That was it on Twitter. So now we hop over to the fun zone, the hard drive and knuckles featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series group on Facebook. That is a <laughs> nocturne reference. <laughs> the, the, they change the group name every month. It's it's always something great Um, with some of these people were like really funny because they like they 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 razzed us for like having like a terrible Facebook page (laughs) because we have 56 followers on the on the Facebook page. I can't do anything on the Facebook page. It's just that whenever I post on Instagram, it posts it to Facebook on the page. But like. I can't, I'm not an admin of the Facebook page because obviously I'm banned on Facebook. 
So I can't do it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why the page is like essentially dead. I only, I only have my good friend, uh, repost it to the hard drive hangout. Cause I originally got permission from Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy Kaplowski, editor in chief of the hard drive, uh, to post our content on their, on the, in their group. And he said it was all right. And instead of just posting links to the episode, which like is like shitty, I would rather do this because it's more interactive and you get fun stuff out of it. So that's what I do now. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think any of these people actually listen to the show. No one listens to this show. It's, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll read some of these comments are great. Um, Chris says Joe Rogan has put more hours in quick than anyone here. That quote is entirely out of context. LMAO. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. I know that <laughs> it's, it's, that was the point. Uh, some people, some people is correct, though. Not all people enjoy games and can see them as a waste of time. <laughs> Someone replied to them saying, Joe Rogan paid $10,000 a month for faster internet so he could play quick. <laughs> yeah, he, he got that special T1 connection. Um, maybe that's his point. If you aren't willing to put in that level of dedication, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you're not willing to pay $10,000 a month for internet, then why are you even a gamer, loser? <laughs> uh, Rogan is trash, but he has a decent point if you watch the full clip. Yeah, he's just he's just bad at saying it. <laughs> he's all work and no play makes Jill a dull man. Now this is when uh Will here says Christ, what is up with this page? How is it possible to drop such spicy bait for months and get literally no reaction to any of it? (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe it's so dead. Homeboy hasn't gotten a reaction on a post since April. (laughs) And you're right. You're right. The only interaction the posts get are when they get shared to this group. That's it. It's, It's all hard drive hangout. Um... Shane says, man is like, video games are a waste of time when he runs a fucking podcast. <laughs> oh God, what's, what does that mean for us? We do both. <laughs> <laughs> he's working, he's working on his personal development by recording himself talk to other people all day. Ryan says, I got addicted to Quake. Have you ever tried DMT? Uh... <laughs> Luke says, I honestly feel bad for this podcast page. They have no engagement and so many posts. LMAO, their social manager must be banging their head against the wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's 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 probably the best comment yet. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, I am banging my head against the wall. I'm I'm, I'm, I am the, I'm the social manager. I am the host or a host. I am the editor. I am the producer. <laughs> I do everything. And, uh, I hate Facebook. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> um, Marie says, thank you. Lick gaming arena. You're welcome. Uh, Ty says Joe Rogan's a big dumb idiot. And why pe- people still think he's some sort of guru is hilarious. I was a member of his forums back in the early two thousands till 2016. And the dude was borderline retarded from 2002 to 2008. He uh, absolutely hated weed and thought it made people dumber, lazy, etc. He was also a rampant conspiracy theorist who actively denied the moon landing. That one took years, but enough smart people on the forums got together enough edit- evidence to counter all his dumb ideas. And he begrudgingly accepted that we landed on the moon. 
When Obama posted his birth certificate, he was skeptical about it. God, that form sucked, and he sucked even more. <laughs> That's just DMT, man. <laughs> it's DMT. That's just DMT. Um... <laughs> Rob says, that's crazy, man. You ever tried DMT? <laughs> uh, Jason says, Joe Rogan is a big fat head, but there's nothing in it. It's all alpha brain. <laughs> it's all Zach, DMT. Yeah, it's all DMT. Zach says, I think he's right to a point. Video games are very unlikely to be profitable or useful or a useful way to spend your our time. That said, there isn't really such a thing as wasted time unless you end up regretting the time you spent gaming. If it's your preferred leisure activity, then do it. But like anything you can overindulge on, make sure you're not overdoing it. Uh, Walker says, how's that tax break Spotify money treating you, little Joey? Uh, and Vincent says, it's like any hobby, excess and prioritizing it over the important things in your life is unhealthy. And then Andrew said, Joe on his way to buy more DMT. And he just posted a gif of a giant gorilla walking through the forest. <laughs> He's on his way to buy DMT, I guess. Yeah. I, I just, I think in, 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 in one argument too, I would say is that when he says like, for some people, like when you look at like, because you mentioned kids and stuff and then there's also like i mean there are adults playing games obviously but i think like most people playing games like they're playing like the shitty mobile apps that are like designed to suck money out of you like that's the i feel like the majority of gaming is stuff like that these days like just these money I mean, sucking yeah, a lot of a lot of it is shitty ass games that like are a waste of time because they're not like there's no way they're fun they're just taking your money how is it fun for someone like it's like every time straight talk emails me that that the my auto my my auto pay has went through there it's always like yay your auto pay went through it's like fuck off you're taking my money are you saying yay about it in your goddamn email <laughs> stop it i'm not happy about it i i guess you are but Make me feel like I'm a piece of shit because it's yeah, congratulations. You're paying your bill like a fucking adult. I don't need to feel good about paying a bill and I don't need some weird dopamine hit for doing it. Yeah, I look forward to that. You know, that that one email I get every month where 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 straight talk emails me and says, yay, uh, I that's that's the one email I look forward to. It's the only email <laughs> I get. <laughs> yeah no one uses email anymore right i mean i you ever get that where you go oh yay somebody texted me and then it's actually just them telling you they took your money <laughs> well nowadays i don't even get that it's fucking spam texts i don't get like i don't know are, are you getting like a ton of spam texts yeah. that's like that's all i get and they did they can't even get my name like then you know the spot where your name would be it says null N-U-L-L. Null. Well, I'm glad you changed your name. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. It, let me see if I can pull one up here. It's it's always CBD, too. It's all CBD. Oh, this one doesn't even say null. It's, it, it just says, comma, 100% pure CBD-infused gummies is powerful and natural. Reduce pain and anxiety. Get yours now. And then it's just like a link. Yeah, a link to Joe Rogan. A link to Joe Rogan. Uh, CBD. And then null, reduced pain, anxiety, inflammation with the most powerful CBD. Get yours 100% pure CBD gummies now. 
and another different link with a, like XYZ, a dot XYZ is the URL. And then it says reply stop to opt out. Do you think that works? No. Oh, I got a political one. Is it? Can we expect your vote for douchebag no. number three? No. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the, that's all the, that's, that's the community engagement. <laughs> it's the, uh, yeah, our sad Facebook page with 56 likes and no interaction. <laughs> that was great. Those comments are good. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, as long as Twitter is doing fine, I'm good with Facebook sucking. If it was like, if I just got shit on all three, then that would be more discouraging. But like Twitter is at the point where we, we just, we just keep growing on Twitter. Like all the good stuff happens on Twitter. Um, we get like the majority of the interaction happens on Twitter and we're in a bunch of like different groups on Twitter where we have a lot of like different, we, we bounce ideas around with different podcasts and we help support each other. Um, there isn't a whole lot of anything like that on Facebook. I mean, there are groups on Facebook, but it's always like, and a lot of those groups are the person that runs the group is just there for themselves and everybody else is just there to my pawns. Yeah, exactly. Like there's like one, there's one group I've been monitoring called the podcasting for entrepreneurs. And this guy, He his whole ideology is you grow your podcast by being a guest on bigger podcasts than yours. And he wants you to pay him four hundred dollars to take his course so that he can teach you how to be a better podcaster. Teach me how to be on another podcast. Yeah, I guess (laughs) how you can write a script to help yourself get a guest. And there's there's another like I, I there's another similar group. Where they they had what is called the uh, the podcast contact book or something like that. They had got a whole bunch of like contact details of big name podcasts in a variety of subjects. Oh, Joe Rogan. I'm sure he was there, but like uh, the majority of them were like true crime podcasts. I scrolled down. I finally found the video games category because I I downloaded this thing just so I could check it out. And obviously, Giant Bomb was there. Our equals uh, in podcasting. And they're like, oh, yeah, here's the contact information. Jeff at giantbomb.com. Oh, great. Thanks. Couldn't have guessed that one. Like, I'm going to email Jeff at giantbomb.com and be like, hey, yeah, so I do this video game podcast. You think I could come on your video game podcast? They're going to say, fuck, no, (laughs) we don't know you. There's no there's no incentive for us to have your stupid ass on our show. (laughs) Like, I think that's I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's go spam a whole bunch of podcasts and be like, hey, I do this little podcast. Can I be on your show? And even though like I clearly don't listen to your show, I don't know any like if you know anything about Giant Bomb, like you're you're not going to be a sh- guest on the show like they're they invite you onto the show. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, let me let me just email Jeff Gersman. Uh, hello, Jeff at giantbomb.com. Hello, yes. Uh, this is Justin from the League Gaming Arena podcast. We we love your show. We uh, actually mostly copied your format 
<laughs> for our show, but uh, we would love it if we could come on to your show and we could also talk about video games, you know, with you guys being a big podcast and us just being little guys and you being in the video game industry and knowing everything about the video game industry and having been to every single E3 event there is like we just thought that we would add a lot of value to your podcast being nobodies. Well, maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> fuck you marcus (laughs) (laughs) all right oh fuck it's so late all right well we gotta we gotta get out of here i gotta go to bed it's fucking late holy shit i'm gonna be tired tomorrow Hey, well, if you enjoyed the show, um, which I hope you do, this is probably one of my favorite episodes I've done uh, to date just because of the Joe Rogan thing. (laughs) It's so good. Um, But uh, give us give us a review on uh, 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 Apple or Podchaser. Just slap that five stars. uh, Write some. I mean, you can cram five DMTs out of five, five, five Brazilian Jiu Jitsu's. BJJ, yeah, um, and uh, it, it's just slap the slap the fives. You can just mash some letters on your keyboard for the review if you want. If you if you don't feel like typing anything out, that's fine. We get it. If you have other things to do, uh, if you want to follow us on our social media, it's uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Lake Gaming Arena. Um, but I mean, as you as you can as you heard from some of those comments, um, the Facebook is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> So, I mean, you can like it, but most of the our focus is on Twitter. I mean, when you compare 2,500 followers on Twitter to like 200 followers on Instagram to 50 followers on Facebook, I mean, you can kind of tell where the focus is at. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I and I, and I never actually did. We just hit 2,500 followers this last week. So thanks to everybody for following us there. That's awesome. That's the pretty big milestone for us. I mean, given this time last year, we were probably at maybe 200 followers. So, I mean, over 2000 followers since this time last year is tremendous on Twitter. So thanks to everybody who follow us, follows us there. Um, if you want to check out our website, you can go to LGA.GG. You can also join our Discord at chat.lga.gg. And if you want to email us, email us at social at lga.gg. You can ask us questions, leave some comments. If you want to submit a question for question of the week, uh, you can do that. Uh, just let us know in the email and uh, we'll add that to the, the list on the schedule for when I put those up. And uh, obviously you can you can insult games that Marcus likes so that he can go on rants or you can say you like games that he hates and he can also go on rants about. It. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a rant regardless of what you say. Yeah, no matter Even what you say, he's going to Marcus. Just, I mean, that's what Marcus does is he, he talks. He's the talent. That's why we have him here. He's the he's the bread and butter of the Lake Gaming Arena podcast. I'm mostly just, I'm the producer. That's what I no, do. You're the face. You're the pretty face of. Well, well, I would say pretty, <laughs> but uh, I am a face. We'll say that I'm a face. I'm a face. I'm a face. <laughs> so, I think that's gonna do it. So, smoke him if you got him. <laughs> God fucking fuck. <laughs> all right we'll see. How, how many weeks do i gotta put up with this shit <laughs> we'll see we'll see you next week peace
Silverstein. Get back. I fucking hit my elbow. That shit sucked. Well, that's nice, Danny Duberstein. <laughs> Thank you.